Um, just to catch up in chat, Mega said, "Make money, money." Uh, to the one comment, and he says, "I think the the little guy shot his shot, and he agrees with you by seeing exactly beards." So yeah, I agree. I agree. And GNS, I'm happy that you're getting into stocks. It's a good thing, and it's it's a smart thing to get into. I actually saw a one time a TED talk about a guy who went to prison um, for like drugs, like stupid shit for prison, and in prison. Um, one of the people there taught him about stocks and from there he made all this money because you know coming out of prison you're not going to get a chance he made all of his money trading stocks and doing stocks and he actually goes to prisons now and teaches you know inmates and all how to do stocks wow. yeah so he's, so it's like yeah you don't have to sell drugs you can sell you can you can sell you the can legal sell version. You can dope deal that and make uh make all that money. Let me tell you so, about yeah. this white collar crime. <laughs> <laughs> look, all that goes to show is look, all that goes to show is that the hustle works. Yep. All it is is how you apply it. That's yep. Why. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yep. man, you flipping the wrong thing right now, bro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of Shoot the Shit. It is January 29th. It is episode 46 and we are back with another episode and with me, as always, my partners in crime, GNS and Two Beards. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? And with us, our first guest kicking off 2021, alumni own Roku. Welcome back, sir. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? How oh, is man. everybody doing today? Can't complain. Um, Can I say a few words before GNS kicks off the uh, monologue? Before GNS kicks off the monologue and he's, you say a few words, I need to say something real quickly, and I want to make a correction of a of a statement that I said last week, and I want to correct that, and that will allow you to have the floor, and then GNS kick, kick it off, if you don't mind. All right. Beers. All I right. definitely don't. So last week, we were talking about the uh, vaccine, and we were, me and Two Beers were talking about getting a vaccine and why you should wear a mask. I said that it doesn't make you immune uh, to the to the COVID, which is partially correct and not. The true statement of the fact is that once you get your vaccine, no one knows what the fuck is going to happen. No doctor can tell you without a shell without whether you can still spread the disease, whether you still get the disease COVID. No one knows. So for me saying that that definite last time was incorrect. The correct answer is nobody fucking knows. Still wear your fucking mask after you get the vaccine. Go ahead, two beers. So you're saying there's a possibility that we can crawl on walls and shoot webs after getting it? That, that's not happening. That's, okay. that's uh, not happening. That's, that's, I was uh, that's disappointing. So. All right. I want to take a few moments out for this. I would like to salute and say rest in peace to my stepfather. His life was taken from COVID. Great man, Sergeant Clinton Waters, fought in Vietnam. Awesome stand-up dude. Um, once again... Uh, look after your loved ones, give them their flowers while they're uh, breathing because you never know when they're going to pass. Uh, and uh, once again, going to miss you. Uh, miss you, Pops. You were a great man. And 
that's the few words I wanted to say before he goes and does his uh, monologue. Condolences, man, to your families, man. Sorry for your loss. Thank you. Man. Yeah, man. Thanks. Same. Yeah, he. GNS, the floor is all yours, sir. You got opening monologue. All right. Um, I wanted to talk this week, uh, and I'm not gonna, you know, go on too long, but um, I wanted to talk this week about supporting your friends, um, and and, and your loved ones for that matter. Um, if you have friends and family that are going through trying times or they're dealing with a lot, but they're still going about their day or their week, um, you know, like there's nothing wrong, like everything's fine, but they're being um, compiled with all types of issues and other people's problems and they're being left to deal with everything and not having not having an outlet to be able to speak or talk about how they're feeling and how they're doing. It's really important that we reach out as much as you can to check on the person and see how they're doing and, you know, offer any type of relief to that person. Uh, last week, <clears throat> without getting into it, uh, I had a complete and total meltdown. Like I, I completely lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't have anybody around at the time. My wife wasn't here. Um, she had uh, left to go uh, pick up my son from work, and I just completely went, <clears throat> just blew it. And it was like literally like a half hour or so before the show. So I apologize for not being on the show last week. Um, but just to know that I was able to reach out to uh, Two Beards, just to know that I was able to reach out to uh, Khan and, uh, you know, Khan offered his uh, hand and, you know, if you need anything, you know, let me know, hit me up, we can talk. It's, it's, it's really dope to know that you have a support group of friends that, that are willing to listen to you, hear you out, give you advice, you know, and it's important that we do that. I do that for a lot of people, but I oftentimes, you know, bottle a lot of things up and don't share and you know seek help from other people and things like that so it's important that you know i think that we look out for one of us for one another and you know reach out and you know just keep a check on people you know like and you know and even if that person's not receptive as long as you extended the hand that's the most important thing but you know just take care of each other and um yeah friends and family you know show support you know, when you can, if you can, I, I, and it goes a long way. That's awesome, man. You're Thank you. Very welcome, sir. Thank yep. you, JNS. Thank you. Check up on your strong friends. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. What up, Mega? Welcome to the chat, sir. Oh, I snap. In there. It's we the man with the tools. <laughs> the man with the tools oh man uh, for those who are not in the know that's a joke from our private discord having to do with stocks uh, speaking before we go into this topic speaking of stocks does, does anybody do you guys want to give a once over with the whole GameStop stock thing it's not on our I, list of stuff, but I don't know if anybody here they want to share your thoughts and all for it. Two beers, well, do you want to say anything? 
Um, not really. I just want to okay. say that, like, um, every no, no, I lied. Uh, <laughs> everything that, <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel that um, this has been awesome in two parts. I feel it's been awesome that um, the uh, everyday uh, Joe Blow was able to actually um, manipulate the stock market the same way that hedge fund hedge, uh, uh, hedge fund hedge fund managers uh, do and like uh, the elitists at the top. It was great to see them sweat and bitch about it. And like, even though it pissed me off, it was also great to see them uh, use their hand to actually stop the common man from actually being able to to uh, to um, participate in the free market. So all you motherfuckers who always spit this, the free market will regulate the ship, it, itself shit. The free market regulated you. You didn't. You. Uh, <laughs> it stopped you from uh, from buying stock. It stopped you from actually like uh, participating in something that could actually better your life. It was just saying, look, you're such of a low class. You're not allowed to do what we do. They were allowed to still uh, free trade, buy whatever they wanted, sell whatever they wanted, while you actually had a cat put on you and you couldn't actually do shit until the next day. So <laughs> these are both two good things in, um, in my mind. I hope it. I hope it opens up the uh, opens up some people's eyes and wakes them up to some things. And at the same time, it was fun to see all these uh, all these billionaires and stuff sweating and shit over a small a small loss. All right, uh, Mr. Uh, Roku, you got anything to say before we move on from this? Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow, you guys are laughing like you think I would just go crazy on this one. No, I um, I have very much been keeping an eye on this as of late. And looking at this, let, let's put it this way. It was called, a, I, I saw one, I think it was, a, I don't, I don't want to say it was the, the New York Times, but it, I think it might have been the New York Times that called it a Ponzi scheme. And I'm sitting there the whole time thinking like, it's not a Ponzi scheme if you can see the money. <laughs> so that's, that's problem number one. It's like this more so seems like a high risk game of musical chairs, and we can tell who they want to make sure is left without the chair. So <laughs> I'm actually waiting to see if these hedge fund you know managers are going to be able to try to push this thing down a little bit, just just a little bit, because I got a G waiting at the right at. Because <laughs> I will ride this rocket, maybe not to the moon, but at least to the atmosphere. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, let my shit blow up and see how fast I will not. I'll be out of this motherfucker. It's like, look, I'll be a- <laughs> look. There's a difference between investing and trading. I will show them trading very quickly <laughs> <laughs> be doing this doing this podcast from another country talking all this shit uh-huh. <laughs> like, you, come join me <laughs> you can't <laughs> oh man but no that's that's my two cents I, i'm just i'm i'm enjoying the show i am very much enjoying the show and Oh, seeing just seeing the, the 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 millions, if not billions, literally, that are getting bled out of these 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 um, hedge funds is incredible. Oh, like it is beautiful. absolutely incredible. All right, GNS, <laughs> any thoughts? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how stocks and everything work, so no, I don't have anything <laughs> to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, my one thing, and I'll say, and I'll give a little bit of a, I guess, story to those who are outside of the U.S., because we do actually have a lot of international uh, listeners, believe it or not. Um, so, basically, last Wednesday, um, um, on a Reddit uh, board, Reddit's uh, forum, for those who don't know, um, giant forum, uh, they decided, gentlemen decided to uh, invest a lot and get everybody to invest in GameStop. And the main reason why they wanted to do this was to uh, not only raise GameStop stock, uh, manipulation, whatever you want to call it, but uh, also to uh, stick it to a lot of these hedge funds, as Two Beers was talking about earlier on. And I, myself, don't understand all the mechanics behind all the short sales and so forth, but looking into it, basically the idea is this, right? The hedge fund, the managers, they usually will borrow stock from other people. Uh, they will sell the stock, and then the profits that they make are based off of the stock failing. So a lot of these Muppets, for a better lack of a term, Muppets, um, will manipulate the um, stock market so that businesses and so forth... They don't make as much. They their their shit sucks. They're failing, but you know all these hedge fund people are raking in millions, if not billions, of dollars. So um, because these uh, great great small people, <laughs> as you would say, uh, did what they did, uh, it cost these hedge funds. Many are believing maybe upwards to billions of dollars uh, in terms of losses because of this. So um, yeah, I'm all for this, right? Uh, the, I, I, I mean, two beers had discussions. My only problem I have out of all of this, I'm I'm up for anybody, small man, everybody getting the monies, you know, getting all the monies, you know. But my only problem is the businesses, right? I don't want these burst, these bubbles to burst and hurt these businesses more when they're, you know, basically dying trying to figure out ways to keep their, you know, stuff afloat. Like AMC, right? AMC is the next one they just recently turned down the loan that me and two beers were talking about because. Everybody's doing the same thing with AMC, so they've gotten enough cash flow to keep them afloat at least for 2021, which is a good thing. They don't have to borrow out that money, but that bubble bursts, then they're in trouble, right? And that's the that's the only fear I have for it is for the businesses. But if everybody's going to get their money and get paid, you know, so be it. You know, everybody has the right to play the game, right? And and the rules shouldn't change because you know. You have uh, less zeros, you know, behind your bank account than you know some other people, and that's just Word. my thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for it because guess what? It got me out of Robin Hood, so <laughs> I'm no longer part of Robin Hood. So I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't um doesn't Byron does Byron Allen own Robin Hood? Oh, Always back to Byron Allen. Always back to Byron Allen. If you don't own him, sure he will one day. Uh, um, just to catch up in chat, Mega said, "Make money, money." Uh, to the one comment, and he says, "I think the the little guy shot his shot, and he agrees with you by seeing exactly beards." So yeah, I agree. I agree. And GNS, I'm happy that you're getting into stocks. It's a good thing, and it's, it's a smart thing to get into. I actually saw a one time a TED talk about a guy who went to prison um, for like drugs, like stupid shit for prison. And in prison, um, one of the people there taught him about stocks, and from there he made all this money because you know coming out of prison, you're not going to get a chance 
he made all of his money trading stocks and doing stocks and he actually goes to prisons now and teaches you know inmates and all how to do stocks wow. yeah so so it's like yeah you don't have to sell drugs you can sell you can you can sell you the, can the sell legal stocks. version you can dope deal that and make uh make all that money let me tell you so, about yeah. this white collar crime <laughs> look all that goes to show is look all that goes to show is that the hustle works yep. all it is is how you apply it That's yep. yep yep yeah it's like yep. man you flipping the wrong thing right now bro yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good video. It's a good video and I'm proud of. You know, I'm good. It's always good to see people, you know, uh get different cha- choices cuz at least when I was born, that was never a choice for us, right? They never taught us how to do stocks. And even when I was young and I got my first I remember I got a job they're like, "Yo, you should put your money in the stocks." I'm like, "I ain't got that but this amount of money. I'm not putting it away in stocks and 401k's. Why am I going to do that?" You know, and here I'm yeah. an idiot. I wish that I did do it back then. But no one yeah. teaches you those things, right? So you don't know. You the little money that you get, you you know, you're gonna use it the way you're gonna use it. And nobody that's... teaches you how to be wealthy. They teach you how to take yep. and be a worker. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Yep. yep. Well, there's one on that, man. So yeah, so it's something that, you know, that we have to pass on. And if G and S now learns how to do stock just from being in Discord, I'm happy. Let's get more people, you know, to get into the game. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Just make yeah. sure you limit yourself. I don't want you to, you know, be a million dollars. Start going hole. crazy on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what happened to GNS? Oh, he's selling his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to recoup some money. Uh, <laughs> oh, I might not go that way, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I can oh. close my eyes. <laughs> oh, Gambling's horrible, man. Some people had that fever, man. I ain't gonna lie, I had that fever. That's why I'm trying to stay away a, from it. As long as you have a your, as long as you set your limits and you uh, try to mm-hmm. you stick to those limits, you're fine. Yeah. Like one of the things that made that so easy for me to never fall into the gambling bug, my first trip to Atlantic City. Me and the wifey get off the bus. And we're walking through the uh, we're walking through the bus station, heading to the casino, and it's just, uh, it's just like seats and seats of people crying, and you just hear <laughs> stuff like, <laughs> I, "I just spent my whole rent check. How do I go home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills this week." I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I wish a motherfucker would spend his rent check on, <laughs> on gambling. <laughs> oh, I, and I was like, all right, you know what? I was like, here's my limit for the night. I'm doing no more than a hundred bucks. Everything that I win goes into this cup. Yep. And once that money that I spent the that I that I, and once that hundred dollars is gone, that shit is gone. I'm not even spending my winnings. And that's how yeah. I've been gambling ever since. Well, I usually take my whatever it costs out of my winnings and I usually split my winnings. And then that's what I do. I use oh, so half cool of it, too. my wings in my pocket, because the winnings is just extra money. And the other half, I'll make it. And if I lose, I lose it. At least I have half of what I want. As long as I get back yeah. what I brought in, and more, I'm happy. That's usually yeah, how least, I do it. Yeah, at least you got a process. Yeah, but it's like these yeah. dudes would be going in there, and it's just like, man, 
I came in with two thousand. Now I'm down to five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try up. one more roll. I can get it back. <laughs> yeah, it's that fever, man. Yo, yo, that how fever. many uh, how many family members have you or friends or friends of family that you run across who've been like? I went out there to the uh, I went out there to the slots. I won I won twelve k, but I put it all back into the machine. <laughs> and you like, like you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking like, at yeah. I'm like yo, let me go in there and like I, I and I'm and I'm up twelve k. I'm gonna put all that shit back into the machine. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> that machine is that machine might see one k just to take and see if I can turn it. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Over. man, there's been times where I hit for like three hundred dollars. I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm good. <laughs> See, you don't got that fever. That's the difference. Yeah, uh, man, uh, like a fever. I'm gonna have money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into these quick topics real quick. Uh, first one. Konami shuts down a whole bunch of uh, production divisions, basically the divisions that are behind games and classics such as Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, Castlevania, and Contra. I think uh, the last time we reported, and I believe it was Contra, aren't they the ones who are making desktop PCs now? Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go with you. first uh two beers what do you think about uh basically uh all these uh studios getting shut down um i don't think it's bad as bad the news as it like um looks like even the article reads it as a restructuring so like um konami's been making horrible games since uh kojima left and even they started even and the castlevania guy left um but they were already making horrible games while those guys were there as the uh the corporate sector started sleeping seeping its hands more into the development side of things so what I'm thinking for this, besides the fact that you're still going to see their uh, their characters on pachinko machines and, gam- and other gambling machines and stuff like that and, and use it in other ways, I hope this opens up a uh, licensing pool, kind of like what we got going with um, with the uh, Lucas uh, Films games and just allows uh, developers come to make a deal with Konami and get other studios to uh, license out and make games from these uh, these classic characters and IPs. But they're not going to sell it. Sell them. They they know they got too much money on their hands. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Roku, what are your thoughts? I actually, uh, when I was reading the article, I actually took some notes on it, and one of the very things I put down was something very similar to what Two Beards just said. Where, like, with their IPs, it, it's if there's this could be a very good thing just for the sure fact that if they're not going to use them it potentially opens it up for other companies to be able to use them um whether it's like like two beers just said licensing agreements well licensing agreements or um worst case scenario just konami making quick cash grabs by making the the, uh the, the games that are easily um mobile accessible you know into like uh android or ios you know releases so overall i don't necessarily see it being a bad thing because the longer it goes that way the more likely it is that somebody's going to get their hands on those ips in some way shape or form that's not going to be konami and they're actually going to try to do some justice to them okay okay gns uh, i hate to sound like a you know a record but i, I agree with uh, roku and beards um i was kind of thinking <clears throat> along the lines of the same thing i just hope that i just hope that the right 
uh, developers that get a hold of these IPs actually do something inventive with them, you know, especially with Metal Gear. Like, that's something that's, you know, that it, it's so, you know, it, it has a set fan base and, like, to tamper with it, you know, too far from what it's already been, you know, it, it could be trouble. But, um, like, Castlevania... You know, I really enjoyed those two that came out during the 360 generation, the 360 PS3 generation. Um, you know, things like a new spin on the on these IPs would be amazing. But you know what? To be honest, outside of Castlevania and Metal Gear, I can't in Silent Hills. I can't think of any other big uh, Konami uh, um, IPs. So, yeah, any anybody that takes hold of them, I hope they do justice to these uh, IPs. Just, just thinking about it, giving me, it just gave me a couple of ideas that are just crazy. If the right hands got on them, like, yeah, could you right. imagine Naughty Dog making a Metal Gear, or could you imagine like, <laughs> like, could you imagine Capcom making a, a Contra game, like off of uh, like what they did with like Lost Planet? Like, I mean, that could be ridiculous if somebody else got their imagine, hands on that uh, stuff. Imagine Platinum Games doing a Zone of the Enders. <laughs> this could be the best take, thing that ever happened to these ips <laughs> take the best remake studio right now of all time blue point and have them do a metal gear collection remaking uh even even remaking the uh the nes one um all the way up to yeah uh, that would we be do dope all the way up to four where we leave four out and just do all the way up to three you know what you don't like four? No, I man. Four was more of a cinematic thing than it was a game. So, yeah. So oh, bring it all. So yeah, I would say bring it all the way up to three. Yeah, I would agree with that one. Take it, take it all the <laughs> way from the NES one all the way up to three. Don't <laughs> no, no, don't bring up Metal Gear Four. That was that was God. <laughs> I, I, the Metal uh, Gear movie. Uh, it took like fifteen minutes for the game to install. If him smoking a cigarette, and then you literally had to go through fifteen minutes of video before you could even do anything. A movie. Co- I hate that game. It's, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. It is nothing but cinematics. Thank you, mm-hmm. Two Beers. I, I hate Metal Gear. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring that up, man? Why'd you have that's to bring why, that that's up? Like, it's an incredible game. It's an incredible movie. It, then. It's, a, it's not a game, it. it's a movie. It's literally a fucking movie. <laughs> and plus, everybody, everybody yeah, feels retro. that uh, everybody feels uh, that part three is the uh, um, the majority feels that Snake Eater is the best in the series anyway. They feel that that is the uh, the ultimate book into the series. So. Yeah, the one I didn't even play that I should have played, but yeah. You know what? I haven't played three either. <clears throat> yeah, so another good reason for this to for us to get a uh, a remake uh, yeah. and and have Blue Point do it because they they're fucking awesome. <laughs> so Retro Gambit uh, two fifteen says in chat, you didn't like the Friday scene in Metal Gear Four. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those ads. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. Amazing game. Come man. on, man, stop it. It wasn't a game, it was a movie, man. No, it was a game. Every time I would get into the game, I would have to sit down and watch like three hours of movies, cutscenes. Come on, man, that's not a game. Uh, you mean an interactive uh, game? <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. wait. Interactive no, it's not even that. Like, after you got past the first 15 minutes of scenes, you moved across. I remember it's like you had to go to a tank, and then you had to wait another five to 10 minutes to another cutscene. You got literally three minutes of gameplay, and then it went to another cutscene. I was like, come on, man. 
Right. Man, setting that mood, setting the ambiance, man. Oh, yeah, God, do whatever. That's so, you're doing <laughs> so real quick, um, I'm glad everybody here is happy and they're hopeful for Konami. I'm actually kind of sad. I wanted, I wanted classic Konami. I mean, Konami's been around forever, right? I mean, who doesn't remember playing like original Castlevania? A lot of people probably don't. I'm old, but original Castlevania, <laughs> Castlevania uh, 2 on the NES and all the great other games like Contra and so forth. And then the first time you ever got to Mel Gear on the PlayStation and they were and they were reading your freaking memory card. I mean, it was a oh, lot yeah. of cool classics, and all of that stuff is gone, right? This is stuff that Konami did. And just saying that, yeah, all the IPs go to other people who could do it. I, yeah, can other groups make a cool, you know, Silent Hill game or a cool Metal Gear game? Sure, they can, but it won't be Konami to me, right? It, it's 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 and and I talk to uh, two beers about this all the time. About when you look at like Japanese developers. The, the problem that a lot of Japanese developers, why I keep saying they're no longer valid in today's gaming, why Korean developers and Chinese developers are, are t- like times better, is because it seems like a lot of the Japanese games that we get are so European in the way that they make them now. Like, it doesn't feel like the classic Japanese games that I've grown to love, you know? that Now they just feel like European PC games now, right? And mm-hmm. I don't want to, and I have that fear that if somebody else does it, like you say Naughty Dog doing a Metal Gear, yeah, it's going to be amazing, but is it going to have the same like quirks that Kojima brought with Metal Gear, right? Mm-hmm. It won't have those same things, I don't believe, right? That that uh, Kojima magic. So, yeah, I'm happy that, yeah, you may get a new game under it being licensed to another company, but I'm still sad that I'm still looking at this as the end of Konami. And outside of that horrible quote-unquote Metal Gear game multiplayer garbage or whatever that they gave us <laughs> beforehand. Well, Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> nothing left, right? There's nothing left. And it saddens me. It, it, it really, it just saddens me that it was such a great company, right? And now it's gone. End of and, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's just how I feel. And plus, I don't want to be playing Metal Gear on my phone. Come on, man. Yeah, you'll know until you try it, man. That's the whole point. I ain't trying it. (laughs) Oh man! All right. Anything else anybody wants to add to this before we go to the next topic? Mm -mm. I love my chat. Yeah, chat. It was uh, retro. Says at least you get to play a snake, unlike Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind Metal Gear Solid Two. I mean, I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah, was a gift. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mind the first. I, I actually liked the first hour of Metal Gear Solid too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm sorry. Or was that like 20 minutes? I don't know. R- Roku Raiden was a gift, sir. Okay. We, 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 we got Fruit Ninja Riding game at least. Yeah, know? he was a gift that make you appreciate Snake even more. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. I definitely can't argue with that. Uh, real quick, uh, MGM sets Lovecraft Country's Misha Green to write and direct a new Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander uh, <clears throat> reprising her role as Laura Croft. Uh, I'll go to you, GNS, first, since I think you're the one who brought, I first saw posting about this. What are your thoughts on this? Man, I am super excited 
I love uh, Misha Green. I love what she did with uh, her show Underground. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I also loved her work on uh, Lovecraft Country. So I think that she has a good eye for uh, action. And I think uh, I think she'll be able to pull out pull out a lot of the uh, Tomb Raider uh, franchise. Uh, the first one, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's like one of my favorite um, video game movies. And a lot of people don't agree with me on that. But huh? it actually, yeah, a lot of people a lot of people didn't like uh, Tomb Raider. It did well enough to warrant a sequel. But most people that I talked to, oh, that movie is trash. And I didn't see it. I got I, I liked it. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> Yo, he's treating you like Baker treats me, man. Good, dude. That's a D hundred when it continues. Anyway, anyway, I'm excited for it. It should be awesome for people that will watch it. Uh, yeah, and that's all I have to say. The jazz. I'm gonna hold off on YouTubers. Go ahead, bro. Who are your thoughts? I mean, from what I've seen of her work, and it's not much. Um, I will say that it does, it at least seems like it might be a little bit more gritty than what I would be expecting because I have not seen that last Tomb Raider movie either. Um, more so just because I just didn't get around to it. More so, not um, more so, uh, or less so than I just wasn't interested. Uh, so I might actually have to give it a look. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still going to be hesitant because I've yet to see too many actual good video game movies. So... I mean, for her to get this, all I can say is good luck. Don't make it a, a Mario Brothers or a Mortal Kombat or anything. <laughs> it should be good to go. Oh, man. Go ahead, Two Beards. Uh, I don't have anything to really add. I have no idea to what, what to expect from this. The only the, the only work of hers I was familiar with was Lovecraft uh, Country. And like, uh, even though I enjoyed moments in it, there was a lot um a beef that i had with that series but i still enjoyed it anyway but there was a lot of storytelling and character building beefs i have with it so i i think as long as she uh i think as long as she focuses on one thing focuses on one thing and not and doesn't try to pack too many like uh things on top of each other i think it'll be great but other than that i have no idea talk it up so genus please don't be mad at me sir no go ahead Alright, okay. so so I I did see the Tomb Raider movie and I don't think it's a bad movie, but I just don't think it's a good movie. It, it, to me it was very bland. Hmm. That's a, it that's that's what it felt like to me. It just felt like your neighbor's uh potato salad. It it needed it needed <laughs> that's, that's that's all I that's what, that's oh, what I gotta say. It just it was just bland, right? Um I I, I think Alicia did good. She, I mean, she played the role well. I enjoyed, you know, the character. Go ahead, Gina. What were your thoughts? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm oh, no, sorry. no. So, um, but I'm, I'm going to mirror the same sentiments as uh, Two Beards. I enjoyed Lovecraft Country. I think it was definitely the breakout hit of the uh, summer of 2020. Um, you know, the year that no one will ever want to remember or talk about. But <laughs> I still think that... Uh, <laughs> Um, as much as I enjoyed it, there were a lot of issues in terms of um, a lot of the parts of the show were all over the place. <laughs> um, it, but I mean, it still was a good show. So I think what she, what I seen from at least Lovecraft, if she brings that into Tomb Raider, it can invigorate it a lot more. Especially um, if they go into the uh, 
video game storylines, you know, with, I won't say, but what was it, like a witch or something? I think uh, it'll be a little <laughs> bit more interesting. Uh, Gay GS, what yeah. did you want? You you sure you don't want to complete? I know, I don't want to. I, no, it's just no, I, I, I felt. I, I actually, I actually partially agree with you. It, it, it was a lot of moments in the movie where it was just kind of like, you know, real vanilla, like yeah. just kind of like, like sh something should be happening, but it's not. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we're going to go on to the next scene. And that I will admit to that. I, I will. But I, far, far, far as what I've seen, that's like the closest to like the feel and mood of a video game movie that I would expect. I do wish it was more uh, action, and I wish it was more of her actually figuring out like <clears throat> puzzles and things like that. Um, yeah, but but other than that, I I, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> there is one last thing I did want to add. Like, um, uh oh, <laughs> one thing I I don't know if you guys remember the original Tomb Raider and like um and like uh, yeah, I remember <laughs> it. What that whole so, room? Like, <laughs> like they didn't really have it. it you know, outside of the puzzle stuff, if you actually was one of the people who read the like uh, the text that posted that supposedly give, gave you a uh, Laura's origin, I always waited for like when they when the movies were announced and even when the new movie was announced. Uh, I haven't seen the new one yet, so somebody correct me if I'm wrong on this. I was always curious as like why like that that uh that little script of text that said her origin wasn't uh wasn't uh, adopted. Like if you were looking to push like a um a strong uh, female lead, like actually like uh, growing to the occasion and overcoming her triumphs. The whole thing about her uh, being on the trip, going down on a plane and having no survival skills and having to actually, and this is a, uh, and having to actually like, like uh, fight through it, learn how to survive and then come out completely transformed to another person. I think uh, just a psychological parts of uh, portraying that on on screen screen uh, screen and actually showing the person's personality change throughout all the hardships that she's going through and having to to fight and kill wild animals and eat and stuff to survive before she like she finally emerges as a new person I think that would actually uh I think that actually would have been the um Laura Croft that would have won a lot of people over but that's just my own personal opinion I've seen a lot of bad Tarzan movies I'm good <laughs> I didn't say she was left as a baby. That's the story. I'm just saying that's the story of Tarzan, man. I'm just telling you, that's just the story of Tarzan. I don't know what Tarzan you watched. <laughs> what the, the kid the gets lost? The, the kid gets lost in the woods. And he gets raised by animals. He has to survive, and yeah, well, she doesn't get raised by animals. She has to fight and kill them. <laughs> Well, like starting off with well no you know we gotta whatsoever. make it a family movie so there's going to be some pet bear or something that's going to you already them. ruined it by saying we gotta make it a family movie come on man we already know that <laughs> all right let's go to the next topic this guy um this is a very interesting one so um it's, it appears that this week that peacock which is basically nbc universal or comcast for those uh, in the States, um, have made a deal with the WWE uh, network in which uh, WWE will sell the streaming rights to the NBC Universal. So these are the pay-per-views. So for those who are unfamiliar, basically WWE launched their own streaming service, the WWE Network, and all the pay-per-views were included on there. And every month there was a pay-per-view. Um, but now they're going to allow NBC 
to now start broadcasting uh, their pay-per-view, starting with the biggest one, WrestleMania, which is very, very interesting. So um, for people who still have WWE Network, it states that their price will fall to $4.99, but they get a version of the actual NBC Peacock uh, library. And if they go back to the $9.99 price tag, they get the ad-free version. So I'm going to start off with you, uh, Roku. I'm not sure if you are familiar with WWE or anything doing with WWE. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this? Well, just like I'm, I'm not as familiar with it as I probably should be, but just from looking at the the article and just reading up on it, Disney is petty as fuck. Oh yeah, we have to, wait, wait, wait. You're right. We haven't gotten to it. We haven't gotten to it. So, uh, Roku. so Roku brings up the second part of the argument of the article, which I was going to go into, which is that ESPN does a lot of uh, stories, like uh, what's it, 500 or whatever. I forget the documentaries they do on athletes, uh, oh, wrestlers. The Thirty for thirty. Yes, and then they do a lot of uh, coverage of wrestling. After this, uh, ESPN and Disney basically became big mad, and they shut out all WWE content because <laughs> they were in hopes, thinking that they were going to get this uh, deal from NBC, but instead they went over um, with Peacock. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Roku. No, like just 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 following into that. It was like as long as uh they thought that as long as uh, they were they were you know getting WWE and, and thinking that you know they were going to add it to the mouse's library it was all fun and games but as soon as they found out the peacock <laughs> was getting it they were like yo we taking our toys and going home <laughs> so, <laughs> it was left them sitting out there no shoes no no toys <laughs> took it all <laughs> oh, oh, man. Man. two beers your thoughts on this um, at first, when I was thinking about that, I was like, man, like Vince just be keep making the most craziest decisions. Like, uh, from one point I was looking at it was like, uh, like ESPN was actually legit legitimizing the sports entertainment brand. So it's like, even though it's a script, it's a, it's, it's a, a scripted play. They were actually like covering it as if you were watching a real, uh, if you were, they were covering like if you were watching like combat sports and like giving the people stats and, and covering on a legit sports programs. So I was like, I thought that was a good thing for the industry. Well, for the, um, for wrestling entertainment. And then I was like, why would you, uh, why would you throw that away? And, but then I'm looking at the, and I'm like, even, even for a billion dollars for five years. And especially if they were going, if they were willing to host your, um, pay-per-views on their network as well but then i'm also looking at it i'm like okay so wwe is a failing product right now its ratings have been going down and even with the espn help it they're they're not going up people they're they're just aren't they still aren't watching it and um and not only did they get a billion dollars for a failing product but like also uh this puts them um this puts them in the same um this puts them in the same boat with their USA brethren, like under the same umbrella. So it's like you actually, you you now actually like for once you have uh, Raw and SmackDown and NXT all under one media umbrella, and maybe that's like the uh, maybe that's the best for the long run. You don't have to worry about um, not only is he getting like a an assload of money for this. It's allowing him to bring pay-per-views back to, to get the, the, those pay-per-view stream money, uh, the, the, the pay-per-view stream money back again. 
and also um you don't have to worry about having two different networks dictate the type of uh, material that you're going to have on your programming but uh, so real like, quick uh, quick question I, I think fox still owns smackdown now oh yeah they do for for a while like uh for yeah. i think their contract is for five years so uh, i think by the i think by the end of the fox contract i think they're gonna um i think they're gonna finally uh dump and jump right over to um i think that's gonna jump and then you're gonna have both uh raw and smackdown on usa cool and uh in nxt gns I'm so far out of the loop when it comes to the WWE. That's <laughs> fine, man. It's trash. <laughs> I haven't watched wrestling since it was WCW and Sting, and so I, yeah, this whole thing. I'm just like I, I, as I just hope the people that are fans of wrestling are getting a good deal out of it. But other than that, I, I have this is like the wilderness to me, man. I have no idea. I think this is a uh, win-win situation for both uh, Peacock and for WWE. And the reason why I think it's a win-win, as Two Beers alluded, WWE Network has always had problems. Um, it was a failing service. They poured all this money into it. And um, all their pay-per-views, everything, were still going through through this. And they were still hoping that people would still spend you know, $50 for, you know, for pay-per-views every month. Um, only really seen height and spurts for their main, you know, pay-per-views, uh, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, and Royal Rumble. Um, the reason why I say it's a win-win is because, one, um, Peacock now gets... They, I mean, they were already broadcasting most, as Two Beers was saying, most of the wrestling, but now they get broadcast um, the actual pay-per-views within the Peacock streaming service. Peacock's the new streaming service. Uh... They have a good amount of fans, but it's very small when you look at everybody else. They came out late uh, 2020. Um, but now, when you look at it, WWE Network people are now getting Peacock built into their service, and Peacock is now getting WWE. So whether no matter which one you're in, you're still getting the best of both of those services. And as I stated before, all streaming services need content. And WWE has tons and tons and tons of mm -hmm. content especially if you're a wrestling fan. So um, I think it's a, it's a good deal. Uh, and I, I, when you look at it from like this standpoint, I don't know where WWE is going to be in five to 10 years. We saw their stocks, you know, plummet <laughs> during 2020. We know their ratings are plummeting, but, you know, they're, they're on the incline. They're back up. They're not where they used were before, but they're almost there. You know, they were in the $80 range beforehand. Uh, for their stocks dropped, and I think they're like in the 50 or $60 range, low 50s, mid 50s right now. So I, I think it's a win-win. Um, but as I stated before, if you want to see success of WWE, Vince has got to go. <laughs> when Vince yeah. is no longer managing WWE, I think oh, then you, you, might, uh, you might actually see it become and achieve the greatness it once was. But until then, you know... Like Two Beer says, another crazy uh, Vince Man idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, folks. So let's go into movies real quick. Let's go into movies. So we're going to go with twofold. We're going to start off with first a trailer of uh, Disney's uh, Raya, which I am showing now to all the people here. Um, this is the newest uh, Disney film to come out uh, this year. And I'm going to start off with 
YouTubers on this one. Uh, what were your thoughts on the trailer? Loved it. Um, loved the designs. Uh, I love the character designs. The um, and like uh, having an animator's mind. Like I'm just breaking down the the storyboarding as I'm watching it all. And the little scene where she's walking through and throws her cloak off, and the other girl's walking towards her, like that that shit that shit uh, slapped hard. So it's like I can't wait to see it. Awesome. And the next question for you is this: um, It's coming out in both theaters and on Disney Premiere. Uh, will you be spending the thirty dollars to watch this on Disney Premiere? No, I'm gonna wait till it's free. There you go. All right, that's what I wanted to hear. GNS, <laughs> I'm gonna go with you next. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? And are you willing to pay the thirty dollars to watch it on Disney Premiere? It looks freaking amazing, man. Um, it just looks beautiful. Like uh, I'm really excited to see it, um, and I, I'm also glad uh, that of uh, the representation also uh, Southeast Asia, you know. And um, I'm just, I'm just really excited for it. But I do not. <laughs> think I'm gonna spend the 30 you know especially when I, in a few months it'll be for free but, but this is my question before you pass it off to Roku mm -hmm. why was Soul free day and date don't ask that question you ask <laughs> oh, what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you. Wait, that wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait. Wasn't no. I thought Soul was free on Christmas, but it originally came out in November under the premiere. No, no. It came day out and free. date December. Yep, Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Roku, he wants you to answer that question. <laughs> No, because look, all I can do is make the assumption on that one. I, I can't answer that question either because I was I was sitting there thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just, so I'm just going to ride out with that one and say, you know what? This movie looks incredible. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot. I'm loving the designs, especially the environments. I'm, I'm loving the different feel that I'm getting from the different um, regions that it looks like they're trying to show and the different cultures that it looks like they're trying to represent as far as the... Uh, the, the, the characters that they've shown in the trailer um i mean of course the animation is going to be incredible but i'm just overall just looking at the presentation of what it's looking like it could be and i don't want to say what it will be because we don't know that but um it's 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 definitely looking like it's it's lined up to be incredible but i have absolutely zero intention before you even ask that next question <laughs> i am not buying a movie up front in full without knowing exactly what I'm getting. But it's not to buy it up front, it's to rent it, sir. It's thirty dollars to rent it. Not even Yeah, exactly. It. That's that's what I'm getting at. I'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I'm I, I mean I'm gonna go with the same sentiments, right? The I think the animation, everything looks amazing. Um I, I, I love Moana and I think this looks really badass. Uh, as I mean I'm it's the same sentiments, right? I like the different like Asia, um, you know, Asia is very diverse, right? You, you, when you look at a lot of the people, whether you want to count, you know, Indian people within Asia, I mean, they are part of it, but, you know, it's a separate story. But um, when you look at it, you know, they're, they're different, right? Chinese, Japanese, Thai, you know, all of them are all very, very different. And it's cool to see the different representations as you was once said. And, and, 
it's cool for them to have their own story too, right? Outside of Mulan, you know, <laughs> which we'll go into. But it's cool for them, you know, to have their own story. And I think it's really cool. I I don't think it's thirty dollars worth coolness. You know, I could wait, but I think it's cool. But the question I have is this: We so before actually before I go to that question, the next question is this. With them showing this, now a lot of talk is going around now that um, instead of delaying Black Widow, uh, they're going to actually put it out on Disney Plus in May and then also um, do it with the uh, Premier Access. Now, the reason why I heard there's so much issues before is because ScarJo has in her contract that the movie has to come out in theaters. It can't go first to streaming. Or else, because there's like millions of dollars. So the only way I think they could settle that is they would have to pay, pay ScarJo handsomely, you know, a lot of money to be able to release it just to Disney Plus, right? To cover for what she might have gotten in theaters. So my question is this. Are you willing to pay $30 to see Black Widow under Disney Plus Premier Access? And I'll start with you, Roku, first. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. GNS. No. No? Interesting. Okay. Two beers. No. And I agree. I agree. Um, I'm, I, it pains me to say this, but I, I honestly think what WB did by moving all of their movies to both the uh, streaming and theaters was probably the best thing. And I really think I would like Disney Plus to adopt it, but, you know, they want that money. So did, did everybody here see Tenet? No, I haven't seen I know. it. No, I have not. Oh, okay. Is is it on is it on Uh-oh. HBO Max? <laughs> I think Uh-oh. <laughs> what? No, really? <laughs> no, I'm asking. Is it I'm on going, HBO Max? I'm going to confirm that. No, yeah, if it's on it, HBO but... Max, I'll watch it, but I don't know. I, I I'm not I don't know if I'm willing cuz beforehand it was like a third wasn't it like $30 or something crazy to run it. I wasn't going to do that. I mean, you can always bootleg it, but I'm not about bootlegging. I'm about giving, you know, studios and all them their money. I'm a legal person now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You've turned over a new leaf. Yeah, old school, old school <laughs> con is going, man. I'm not the old guy, you know, Pirate <laughs> Bay and all that garbage back in the day. I'm, I'm good you know, now. Uh, I've learned my I'm right there with you, Con. I'm, I'm right I'm, there I'm, with you. You know, I don't do that bootlegging stuff. Beers know what's beers know what's ha- what happened to me when the last thing I tried to. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, you got your karma. Yeah. Sir? Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it off off air, man. It's All pretty right. bad. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, speaking of uh, WB, as we stated, um, let's go to the next trailer. Um, we have Kong versus Godzilla, another trailer, but unlike Disney, you don't have to spend $30 to watch it the day it comes out. <laughs> you could just be a subscriber to the HBO Max streaming service, which, once again, I think is beautiful. Um, I'm going to start off with you, Roku. What did you think about the trailer of uh, Godzilla versus Kong? I mean, it's it's nice to take and see, you know, that King Kong versus Godzilla you know, movie in, you know, current modern day graphics with that 4K HD. Well, I'm just messing around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, it, it looked interesting. It, it, I'm definitely going to go see it. That's for sure. Um, I'm, I don't know how I, well, actually, I know exactly how I feel. I'm not a big fan of them literally sizing King Kong up just to try to actually make it a fight. But, you know, hey, <clears throat> um, 
and just in and, and, and to give that one cheesy quote that I know somebody's probably thinking, you know, what's a king to a god? I'm, I'm, team, I'm, I'm, I'm team Godzilla from the start. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Before I go to you, uh, Two Beers, let me real quickly catch up in chat uh, real quick. Uh, Retro says the Young Rock trailer, though. Uh, yes, we didn't go over the Young Rock trailer, but I did see it, and I thought it was uh, cool, and I believe Two Beers liked it, too. Uh, Mega says, uh, I think charging a fee will give folks that going out of the movie excitement. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that, Mega. Um, Mega also says, I think I may have something. And then he says, how sway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Retro Gavin says, uh, they spoiled the movie in the trailer. Uh, that's normal, Retro. They all, all yeah, movies. That's, that's, that's the new wave now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it is. Um, Gene, that's where your thoughts on Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, 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 you know, okay, I'm gonna just say it. That, why, why did they make this? I mean, I know why did I know why they made it, but why did they make this? Did, did the other one do that well? King of Monsters or whatever that did. was. Yeah, it did. Yeah, oh, okay, well. man. All right. Well, I gotta stop hating there. Yeah, you know, you, 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 sit there, you, you sit over there and you watch your old guard, sir. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Too big your thought. Um, that that trailer slapped. Uh, I, I don't care about the story at all. The the fucking fight looked awesome. Like the. Uh, Especially when uh, Kong is gearing up and he's like pounding down on the ship before uh, Godzilla c- comes up, and that little scene at the end where he's like hopping in the air, deflecting uh, Godzilla's beam, and like before he uh, sm- he bonks him on top of the head, like they they animated the shit out of that. So well, everybody <laughs> else is gonna be like, this story makes no sense, or I don't like these characters. I'm like, nah, shut the fuck up, watch him fight. <laughs> that's, what <we're>, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Fuck a story. <laughs> we want to see Kong versus Godzilla. And you're oh, in the trailer. Boy. They're the last two standing. That means they whipped Mothra's ass. They <laughs> they, they whipped. <laughs> What's the turtle's name again? Which one? Uh, Gamera. They whipped Squirtle. Gamera's ass. Like all Squirtle. of them are gone. Ultraman stepped up. He got smacked down. Now <laughs> it's just Godzilla and Kong. They're the last two. So yeah, I I, uh, I just can't wait to see them duke it out. I don't even care if the story's good or not. Okay, I mean that's 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 fair. I'm going to be the negative person for uh, for it, but no, I, I offer some hopefuls. But uh, let me real quickly go in the chat, real quick. Um, Retro says I like King of Monsters, but I don't think it did well at the box office the uh, first week. And uh, you are correct. You are correct. Uh, retro overall Godzilla King of Monsters actually made about 386 million worldwide and yeah this opening was only 47 million dollars so yeah it didn't do as well as you would think that it, it might have done but yeah it did okay it did okay well it did enough for them to want to make a, a movie for it uh, Mega says wow and then Retro says, let them fight. Yep, the Ken Watanabe uh, phrase. That's what I was thinking when Roku was saying that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with this. Two beers, I'm sorry, but I was one of those people, sir. I was one of those people who, were, when I first saw this trailer, I was like, this doesn't make sense. 
Like, Godzilla is supposed to be like. Did we not see the King of Monsters? He was he was the protector. Why is he fighting? You know, I was I was in there, and then I watched. Somebody the actually gave a um uh, another person who's actually been on the show actually gave me a, a good. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll say after you finish okay. your uh, your thought. And then I watched the new Rockstars trailer, and they were talking about possibly maybe in the background in the first sequence, it might be Mecha Godzilla. I was and, I was really great saying yeah, something about that and, too. And I'm they're like, going to do it. And, done. Yeah, they're going to do it in a way where it's going to be good. like it looks like he's fighting Godzilla, but it's really Mecha Godzilla. It's like cool shit that they were theorizing. I was like, oh, if they do that, that would be pretty badass. And then afterwards, I look at the trailer, and I and a second time, I was like, you know what? It's a lot of positive things in this. Um, yeah, I don't know why Kong, because when I first saw Kong, I was like, dude, Kong is small. How is he going to fight Godzilla? <laughs> that was always the first thing I thought, like, dude, yeah, like, he's yeah. a big dude, but when you saw Godzilla, dude, <laughs> up from the depths, 30 stories high, breathing fire <laughs> in the sky, come on, man. <laughs> Godzilla standing true, man. as tall as a building while King Kong's trying to climb one, you know, so... <laughs> you know, but I'm excited. It's it's going to cost me nothing outside of my HBO Max, you know, so day one. Yes, that's right, folks. When we do our uh, Sunday movie night, we'll be streaming Godzilla vs. Kong. And what are we doing? Real, real quick, because we do movie night every Sunday. What are we streaming this week? Two years, I can never uh, remember the title. Mr. Denzel, Washington the, movie. Um, the Little Things. Yes. Yeah, the little things. You will be. Uh, str- we will have a movie night for the uh, little things. Denzel's new movie this on HBO Sunday, Max. eight p.m. Correct. Eastern time. Combined. Eastern time. Yep, yep, yep. Just follow the Discord or follow mm-hmm. our Twitter, um, where we will put it on the Twitter. Uh, go ahead, uh, two beers or Roku. I know you had some other comments. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you complete it. No, I, like two beers. You go in first. I think you said you were going to say something too. Oh no! Like uh, I was going to bring up the. Um, the 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 mecha godzilla as well but but you basically covered stuff that i was going to bring up so oh but uh, I, was, I was just going to take and say um the follow-up and it's like look we already know how this is going to go like they're going to fight a bigger threat's going to show up whether it's mecha ghidorah mecha godzilla or something else <laughs> they're going to team up they're going to crease whatever it is and then they're going to give each other that you know, I'm great. I'm a dusty one. Next time I see you, look, and they're going to go these separate ways. Yep. <laughs> so, like, we all gonna know what's going to uh, happen. They're going to do the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers handshake at the end. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pump they muscles. I hope so. Each other. <laughs> I hope so. So it's, 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 all, it's all for the spectacle. That's the only reason we're watching it, because everybody knows what's really going to happen. I, hey, as yeah. long as they give us fighting, I'm happy because that that first Godzilla movie where they kept cutting away from all the action scenes to show the people that pissed me off so much, well, man. Well, that's why they made up for it in King of the Monsters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They enjoy, definitely uh, did. did you enjoy the trailers um, making it look like it was going to be a, a Brian Cranston led vehicle and him dying right in the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> We got Brian he was great. Yep, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, so, so real quickly in, in uh, chat, Retro says Kong lost when they showed him chained to a ship and make a strike sand. <laughs> oh, man. He only chained because they're going to do a rock lee scene. When he take the shackles off, it's gonna be like oh, boom. <laughs> like Kong is moving fifty percent faster now. <laughs> That's, what's <gonna> go. <laughs> That's what's gonna go down. Oh, oh man. 
So this is a very interesting article. And um, so it's, it's being said now that Tencent is now starting to uh, get together billions of dollars, uh, multi-billion dollar push. And it's looking like Tencent is looking to acquire Take-Two Interactive or EA. So real quick background for those who may not listen to the show, even though we talk about Tencent all the time. Tencent is a Chinese company that owns a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. Um, A lot of the movies that you see, a lot of the action movies that you see are usually done by Tencent, like The Meg, uh, done by Tencent. Um, The one that uh, Matt Damon, where he was on Mars, The Martian, Tencent. (laughs) So um, China owns a lot of movie theaters, they do a lot of movies, but then they also do a lot of gaming. Um, Big companies like Riot, Tencent, um, pretty much most of, of, um, Epic, Tencent, (laughs) they, they have their hands in a lot. So now it looks like they're gearing up to possibly buy either electronic arts or take two. So I'm going to start off with YouTube ears. What are your thoughts about take two or EA now being under Tencent possibly? I think it's interesting. Like, um. I don't really have uh I I think there of course there's the um I, of course there's the uh the 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 down the the bad part of possible um uh possible Chinese censorship but our video game companies are already doing that without even being owned by a Chinese conglomerate so that's not really a, an issue I guess but I'm curious is uh this is kind of a question I'm going to shoot out to all three of you do you actually think there's a possibility that either these these two companies could actually become a better company under Tencent? Like if they no longer have to worry, if they no longer are ran by uh like a like a Tencent seems to have this way of like when it absorbs a company, it just sit it just sits back and lets them do their own thing. Like there's no uh, there's no push for a uh, monetary incentive or change. Uh, I'm gonna correct you on that. Or, do they do that? <laughs> uh, Tencent makes sure that there's loot boxes and everything, so they're pretty much oh, Chinese. So that, so that's a, okay, so that that's uh, that's their thing. They do that. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was just uh, I just thought that was the way that those game companies worked even before Tencent picked them. No, up. they're very they're they're going to make sure everything. If you have if you have anything, they'll make sure it has some kind of nickel and dime feature in it. Okay, so that that uh, removes my question then, because I was going to ask you guys if you felt that there's a possibility that without um, an increased uh, drive to include um, sort of some sort of monet- monetization or um, loop mechanic in games, do you think that uh, that if either EA or 2K was bought by them, would they actually uh, crank out better content because they didn't have the loom of trying to figure out how to, to push these mechanics in their games? But since that's the case, uh, this changes my whole answer around, I still don't think it'll be horrible. I just think we won't see any difference. They're just going to be the same as that company. Probably not in EA, but in Grand Theft Auto, you're going to start seeing those loot boxes and shit. (laughs) You mean it's already there with GTA Online? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. They already got Red Dead Online and GTA Online. Mm -hmm. They're they're fine. And Shark Cards is like printed money for that company. Mm -hmm. Man... What, yeah, why, what, hap- what what happened to all of the smaller titles that used to be cranked out from EA and um, Take-Two? You know what I mean? Like, 
just, just like Activision, for 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 instance, like uh, what was that one game that uh, Activision had? It kind of had a Call of Duty mechanic, but it had like a science fiction uh, twist to it, and like. Man, what's Guitar the Hero? Game? <laughs> Facebook edition? <laughs> that one? Well, it, it was this game. It's pretty much a game that came out uh, like 08, 09 or something like that. And it was just a little title that they dropped. It was a really good game. And it had this mechanic kind of like um, the medium, but not that extreme where... Um... What's this back up the line? Uh, I, I I can't remember, but anyway, it had this mechanic that it would change the environment um, ba- based on the shift of a like a wave going over this island that you were on, and it would like decay things back to World War II time, and then it would, you know, bring stuff back to the modern age. I, I wish these companies would make more smaller titles instead of just these few big juggernauts every year. That's my main thing. So if this, if something like this happens, uh, first I hope Take Two does get bought, because EA is already horrible as it is, um, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and and I hope that that they are, that they do have more time to create other titles instead of just the main tentpole titles. If that makes any sense, like I, you get tired of seeing. Well, I get tired of seeing the same thing every year, and I even fall into it like with Call of Duty. I might skip this uh, next year's or this year's that's coming out because I heard it might be going to the futuristic land again. But mm. long story short, give us more, give us more titles instead of the same old crap every year, year in year out. If if this happens, but that's it probably biggest, won't happen. That's the biggest problem, though. Like um, many of us want, um, well, the the majority scream out that they want like uh, more, like. Um, like a more diverse offering of video games or they went more like deep enriching single player experiences, but the, the people count the numbers and it's always the, uh, the call of duties, the sport franchises, yep. the, uh, the games with the looter shooter mechanics, those are pulling in money hand over fist. And even like when you look at something like the amazing uh, exclusives that uh PlayStation is known for, like those exclusives only, they it's like uh not even 50 percent of people who own a playstation console pick up those exclusives which is a sad thing so it's like uh unfortunately as much as we as much as we yell into the uh the clouds about it how we wish there were more games that gave us these deep enriching experiences they're gonna look at the numbers and be like all right i can make this amount of money on this experience but People are going to be playing this game for the next five to six years, and we're going to make billions off of it. So they're they're always going to keep rolling with that same, uh, unless the consumer actually changes um, changes their uh, buying patterns. Unfortunately, we're going to be stuck with these sort of games over and over again. Yep, start supporting in small games, like Bleeding Edge. Rest in peace. Uh, God. Go ahead, Roku. What's your, what's your thoughts on, on Tencent? I'll let y'all answer Bleen Edge in a minute. Go ahead, Roku. Man, I, see, at one point I was actually kind of like hopeful on this one, sitting there thinking, like, wow, like with some of their lesser known, you know, IPs that they have, like, I could have, like, I would love to take and see something like a uh, Kwanzi Gaucho uh, game or something like, like an actual game. And now I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, 
<laughs> I gotta. And this is a company that's gonna sit here and look at EA and Activision and say, like, here, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm sure you how it's really done. And I'm just like, ah, no, this might be even worse. <laughs> so, like, how did like, oh gosh i actually was sitting there like i I was reading this article i'm just sitting there looking like man this could be really cool and i'm and it turned like just listen i was just like wow i didn't turn because i didn't know that aspect about tencent and i was just like that that literally just turned my entire (laughs) attitude around (laughs) i mean oh gosh it's like that's like wow It, it turned that Turn turn all of that honey into ash right in my mouth right there. <laughs> 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 like, thought she was monetizing before. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I need them to pay me every time they hit the start button. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh shit! Wasn't uh, it, I, isn't I found that. that was, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm going back. I found that game. It's called uh, Singularity. That's the name of the title. Oh, okay. 2010. Yeah. It sounds dope from the from the way you described it. Yeah, it's really awesome game, man. And uh, that was it. Call of Duty's more important. By the way, uh, <laughs> by the way, Tencent is also acquiring or making moves to acquire um, Universal Music Group. Damn. They uh, they had 10 okay. percent of the shares, and now they've moved it up to 20 percent. Of their holdings, so yeah, Tencent. Trust me, they they got their hands in everything, man. It's definitely a takeover. They own movies, they own music, and they they're definitely owning a lot of these other stuff. Yeah, they're definitely uh, (laughs) Rachel says Tencent just bought me. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they definitely, uh, they definitely own a lot. So um, I'm going to say this. I, I'll say this positive. I'll say this one positive for, for Tencent. So if Tencent was to buy EA, the positive is this. We wouldn't see so many companies just die after EA buys them just to get their properties. Um, Tencent would then keep those companies around. It's just that you would have more features in it where they could be you know they could get money i think the biggest thing out of 10 cent acquiring maybe take two or ea is that you will see a lot more mobile games so you will see games that will come out on both systems and mobile i think that would be the biggest thing because um unlike america china and, and a lot of overseas mobile is huge it makes so much money <laughs> um that you will see more that stuff there and it makes sense right in our you know uh, bl- uh horse blinders you know we see consoles and pcs right and that's that's gaming to us right that's all we see and that and that's where we do it but outside of america you know mobile is the biggest thing right so it's like oh yeah people are they're gonna pour millions and millions billions of dollars into mobile so that's why you'll see it i think that's probably the biggest thing you'll see um from an ea standpoint you're not gonna see much um, you'll probably see better relationships. Um, like I said, I don't think they're going to shut down and close. As Tubius was looting, you know, they're more hands off as long as you're you're hitting your numbers and making that they don't care. But like I said, but look at the games that look at the systems they have. Right, they have League of Legends, which is a multi-billion-dollar game. Right, <laughs> and in League of Legends, I remember they would produce like one costume, basically every three months or every two months, and they do like 
their goal is to do like 275 different costumes to buy a year, right? And they're going to even double that money and make 300. But the thing is, so they got tons of people, right? They, I don't know if you ever looked at right. They're huge. They got like so much financial backing. It's crazy, right? But that's because Tencent supports them because they make a lot of money. So I don't think you would see that normally out of EA or Take Two and other companies. But that's the difference that you get with Tencent backing you. You have more money backings to do crazier stuff because they know you'll be they'll be more profitable profitable, you know, in the long run. So it's gonna be crazy though, man. China's like I keep I keep telling people, man. I keep saying, dude, China's the uh, 1980s, 1990s US, man. Start investing in their stuff now. They're taking mm-hmm. over, man. They're the new they're gonna be the new superpower. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling people that. I believe you're right, man. Yeah. yeah. And seriously, when you look at movies, look at movies. When you look at movies and try to see how many movies are actually... Let me see. Let me see. Ten-cent movies. Let's actually... Let's take a look at it real quick. Ten-cent movies. Let's see what movies that um, Ten-cent has uh, actually done. Uh, ten, uh, ten, no. Ten-cent pictures. Here we go. Let's take a look at it. Do-do-do-do. I'm very curious. So there you go. Okay, so they haven't did a lot. So there you go. Warcraft, uh, Kong Skull Island, Wonder Woman. There you go. See if people wow. didn't even know. Wonder Woman. <laughs> yep. There Top you go. Gun. Well, damn. Venom, Whoa, Bumblebee, Men in Black. Really? Yep. Terminator. Ah, beautiful Monster Hunter. Wish Dragon Venom. There will be cards. So they're doing. They're backing the new Sony Pictures for Venom. And yeah, Top Gun. So yeah. They make uh they 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 put a lot of uh, money into movies. So yeah, a lot of the big blockbusters that you see are definitely uh yeah, it's definitely uh backed by Tencent. There's other Chinese companies like Megan's a different Chinese company. I apologize, I thought it was Tencent, but it's a different one. But yeah, there you go. Wonder Woman, Tencent. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. <clears throat> All right. Do I want to be a what? What are you coming at, man? Oh my gosh! Why are you asking me for money? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I don't know why they're asking me money, but uh, basically, it comes to uh, our understanding that uh, Mr. Mike Pence, the uh, vice president. Oh my gosh! Maybe it's because I got an ad blocker on. Let me turn it off. Um, is uh. It's, it's uh, homeless. That's right. Mike Pence, our vice president, seems to be homeless and has been uh, house surfing. <laughs> um, uh, screw it. We don't got to look for it. So I'm going to go with you, uh, uh, GNS. What do you, how do you feel about our vice president not having a home? And uh, actually, clearly, he's been couch surfing for the past, you know, I guess you could say 15 years or so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh okay hold on man hold on uh, uh, <laughs> uh, man go somebody else go first man because I'm gonna keep laughing <laughs> yeah two beers what's your thoughts uh, yeah, on, you got Roku guys start how do you feel about our uh, governor um our governor (laughs) (laughs) our former vice president um being possibly being homeless 
I mean, I, I guess what what's how much worse could it get? I mean, his his previous boss tried to kill him like two weeks ago, so it's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh. it's, it's, I mean it's, 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 it sounds par for the course as far as I can tell. <laughs> oh my gosh! Get it, two beers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, two bears. What you got to say about our homeless fights person? <laughs> well, from what I understand, the reason why he's homeless is because um, even up to the end, even up when this motherfucker had people outside chanting "Hang Mike Pence," <laughs> like I said, <laughs> this motherfucker would not search for a job because uh. The way that Trump wanted it is he didn't want anybody filing for jobs or looking for jobs because that made his administration look weak, like he wasn't going to to get the uh, presidency and be back in for another four years. So the fact that he was still loyal to a motherfucker <laughs> who, had, who was going to have people run out there and fucking hang him, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about that, man. <laughs> and now it's not like it's not like this man doesn't have money. Let's yeah. not get it twisted. Yeah, that is very He's, true. He, yeah, he's still couch surfing because they don't even know where they could get a house at where where they'll be safe and not targeted and shit. Like, oh man, what the fuck has mother, this guy done for you, mother? Put yourself, huh? mother. mother. <laughs> what the fuck has this man done for you to do this to, to do this to your life? <laughs> You're the fucking vice president sleeping on people's couches. That's ridiculous, man. Like, yo. Oh. The fucking world has become a fucking TV show, man. You know what? I'm going to say it right now. Me personally, this is the wow of the week. <laughs> yo, well, imagine we, that what? shit, man. You come over to play some P-Knuckle or some cards or shit or shoot some pool. Oh, there's, there's Vice President Mike Pence laying on the couch. Uh, would you mind handing me the remote? Uh, <laughs> little woman in Atlanta's on. Hey, yo. When they said that this man actually, like, because uh, they had talked for such a long time, when they said this man actually went and had a meeting with him, I wish the motherfucker would who tried to get me killed saying summon me for a meeting. <laughs> we need to go over a few things yeah. before we leave. <laughs> oh my oh, god. I this shit is my fucking goodness, man. <laughs> GNS, what's your thoughts, GNS? You got anything to say? I moved around nah. before I went to you. You good? Uh, man, God bless that, man. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> wow. So, so for those who don't know, he's basically staying in a, a cabin right now. Um, they don't have a house. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I just don't understand. I don't understand. They, 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 evidently, they haven't owned a home in over eight years. So yeah, they just I don't I don't I don't I don't know. They just go to different people they know and just borrow. Well, Why? they of course they had their own um of course when he when he was the VP, he had a paid for residence. Correct. At that time. Yeah. Correct. So it's like, Correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I don't know what he was doing when he was a senator, 
if he was still couch surfing, then then that, that leads to a whole another set of issues that need to be looked into. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck you were doing then. If that was, if this was just the life you were always living, in, then that makes me wonder other things about this guy. Well, you don't you don't stay rich by spending money, so. It's true, but I mean, <laughs> you call, you call you, it's like you call your you call your wife mother, mother, uh, mother, you, uh, it, and then if it, it's like a like um, albeit dumb, but at least if if the whole reason why you didn't have like a if the whole reason like you didn't like you didn't uh, get a house or a place to stay is because you didn't want to make a uh, make Trump mad. Then like um like stupid on him, but like he was that loyal, so I understand why he wouldn't do it. But um if he was actually doing this before he became the VP, then that needs to be looked into as well. Like what the fuck was you doing? <laughs> why you got like why you got your why you got your wife uh couch surfing with you and you're in the Senate? <laughs> like what's going on? Motherfucker maybe Norman Bates, man. Yeah, maybe. Mother, I mean, there's a reason why the there's a reason why the fly landed on his head, right? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a straight omen. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So, so es- es- <laughs> essentially, what you're saying is, <laughs> Mike Pence and Mother is like my in-laws. <laughs> They're like my in-laws, dude. Is that what you're saying? I'm not I'm saying anything. Saying anything. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Okay. All right. Go to the next day. All right. But Edit interesting. that out. Edit that no, out. I'm not editing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So... <laughs> So evidently, um, I did not know, but Pence only has Secret Service protection for up to six months. I always thought the uh, vice BP's got lifetime, but guess not. Only the presidents do. Guess oh, he keep he, his head on a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, somebody's gonna kill a dude, man. Oh, bro. so uh, this was a very interesting topic, and this one was actually uh, given to by um, Two Beards. And Japan, Japan, the Japanese government is actually looking and considering whether or not they should regulate uh, potential copyright disputes between cosplayers and the actual owners of the relevant IP. So the idea is that if you're cosplaying for fun, pictures and so forth, that's not a problem. But if you're doing it to make money, then you might have to pay the actual creator of the said, you know, medium that you're cosplaying. Um, very interesting. I'm very curious what people will think about this, but I want to start off with you, Mr. Roku. What is your thoughts on uh, Japan possibly copywriting cosplay? This is modeling in reverse, it sounds like. <laughs> it's like, I, you don't pay me to wear your stuff. I pay you to wear your stuff. <laughs> it's like, that, that, that's, that's, this is what it's sounding. This is what it's wow. starting to sound like. I mean, Model in reverse. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, look, I get it. You know, like you're, you're, you're basing an image off of this person's IP. Like, I mean, how, how would, you know, as a creative myself, how would I feel if somebody was walking around dressed like one of my, one of my characters or one of my designs and they're making money off of it and I'm not, I, I get it. I 100% get it. 
this is just one of those things where it's a little bit more like I, I it's this is one of those those slippery slopes where it's kind of like uh, you have people showing respect to your your IP and at the same time it's actually advertising for your IP at the same time if it's good enough people are going to look and go well what the hell is that you know mm-hmm. so do you discourage people from pretty much marketing your product for you without you doing anything other than just doing what you do and doing it well just to take and make a quick buck off of the people who are your fans essentially it's, it's, it's I, I can't actually say I, I, I can't co-sign it I'd have to take and say mm, this is one of those ones where you kind of got to take that L and just step back Interesting, interesting. Uh, Gene, that's your thoughts. I think it's uh, <clears throat> I think it's kind of whack to charge somebody for dressing up and making money in your in you know in their IP. Keep in mind, I mean, you, could dr- going- you, you could dress up all you want and do cosplay, but if you're doing it to make money, then that's when there's an issue. Continue. Uh. I, I don't know. I think I, I look at it like promotion for the IP. Yeah. So like the more people <clears throat> that see it, yeah, you know it. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think this is this is a bit of a reach to me, in my opinion. I, I think they're just looking uh, looking for more reasons to the uh, for a cash grab. And then how much are these girls actually making doing this? Unless it's you know a lot. Dare I say only fans. Oh yeah, there's a lot of Instagram of girls making a lot of loot off of cosplay. Uh, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of. I'm, I'm talking about real loot, homie. I mean, I'm talking about real loot. <laughs> talking real bags, homie. Real bags. This was it. It's it's tough. It's 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 a tough call. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I'm kind of against against them doing it. It's a lot like, of kids like willing ladies. to pay for it, man. Look at them thighs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god. <laughs> your thoughts. Um, I am with um I'm with Roku and um and GNS. I feel that like uh like taking a loss is actually a gain because I feel that the type of audience is that are are drawn in by the uh, cosplayers, whether they're buying <clears throat> lewd sets to them or nude sets to them. Um, I think some they're actually gaining an audience that they, that didn't even know the series exists. They may actually look into that series from that, so that may be they may actually be uh, cutting off potential streams of revenue that never even would have uh, knew their series existed. I'm also curious is like how they would work out the particulars. So like. Um, would they allow people to, if they wanted to, to make money off of it? Would they allow people to license, um, to do a licensing fee if they wanted to do the characters and probably, you know, certain things they wouldn't allow. Like you can't, uh, you can't do like loot or nude sets off of our characters. And I wonder, like, for uh, companies and conventions that do cosplay contests with a cash prize, would that go against? Uh, their terms since it's it is a, a monetary gain thing like uh would it just be put down to people who who do um safe for work picture sets it's like so much uh things that would go with so much uh red tape that i'm curious as how they would uh, how they would go about policing who gets to do it and who does it when it comes to the uh the actual monetary side of things so like i i honestly think it's a the same way i feel that like um 
when big companies step in and they start ceasing and desisting uh fan fan art like well people who sell fan art i i can i can understand if you got people out there and they're like and they're pushing like uh twenty five thousand dollars worth of merch off of your ip and they're making whole comics based off your characters and stuff like that and yes i i understand stepping in there but if they're selling like a few like uh a few uh prints and posters and maybe little uh trinkets and stuff like that they're actually um providing the fans of your show with uh creations that you yourself haven't made or put out there like i i think that's a i think in that way it's a valuable uh not only is a not only is a is it valuable marketing to your brand, but it's also like like research for you that you didn't even have to do. Like you're like, oh, so if we put out this type of merchandise, people will actually buy it. Like it's, it's there's a lot of plus to, pluses to these sides of things. But I but um to to wrap it up, I am very curious to see how they would how they would go about with monetization uh rules of who who could and who couldn't, or if they would just cut it off altogether. Okay. I kind of disagree with the advertising. I see what you guys are saying about free advertising. I, in a sense, it makes sense. I, I, I smell another um, subscription service coming. If you want to cosplay in our in our <laughs> garments, you got to pay twenty five ninety nine a month. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> but I don't. Uh, I don't hear you at all. Oh, that's because I was on mute the whole time. Damn it! All right, so let me real quickly go over what I'm saying real quick. <laughs> Retro, thank you for the follow. Welcome back. So um, real quickly, what I was saying about the Summer Moon stuff real quick before we lose any internet. It looks like uh, we're stable now. Um, it, it's, if if Roku dresses up in, in this guard, and if people dress up in Roku's um, fans, like fans of his show or cartoon or whatever... As me as a person at a convention, I don't know what it is. Roku could say that it's advertising, but unless you know what it is, what are you advertising, right? I see a lot of people dress up in anime, and I have no clue what anime it's from, and I have no clue what the character is from. I just know that it's a cool design. So you could say it's advertising, but what is it advertising if I have no clue what it's advertising? That is so, uh, coming from... I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to add this, this small part in. Like... Um, there are people like you who who that will shoot pat by you and just like I wonder what that is, but as a person who is like uh has gone has uh attended untold an untold amount of conventions that I can't even count, um one thing things that do constantly happen is if a person doesn't know what a design from strangers will stop you right in the middle of the hallway and be like that is such a cool design where is it from, like which show was that that happens all the time. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that you don't know until you ask, right? So mm-hmm. I, I hear what you're saying for advertising, but I think in terms of the long run where where in, in other things where you'll see, it's like you might see an article or you might see an Instagram with a girl in there and she's just going through a whole bunch of different costumes and then she's still advertising it and she's making a whole bunch of money off of it. That's different than a convention, right? And to your thing about convention and contests, I'm sure that stuff would be clear, you know, with the original creator. I think, honestly, what it should be is that when you create a design, you go up to the creator and you should ask them, Do you, is it okay if people advertise you, if people cosplay your stuff? If he says no, then so be it. If he says yes, then go ahead and do it. And I think that's what, in terms of copyright, that's what it should be. 
Um, and if the person says, yeah, they could do it, just give me 1% of the Prius proceeds, then so be it. That's what it is. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. Like, um, you could you could go in Vegas and dress up like Spider-Man and make money, and Disney's not coming <laughs> around to you and asking you, but it's because nobody from Disney's really looking at that stuff, right? If, you, if you're on screen and you're doing sexy Spider-Man videos and you're raking in money, I'm sure Disney's going to come knocking on your door saying, yeah, you need to pay the mouse. You know, it's just it's just the way it is, you know, so that's just my thoughts on it. But, uh, you know, Japan. (laughs) 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 All right, folks. All right, folks, let's let's go to let's go to the uh, to the what the fuck of the week. I kind of gave it away a little bit because I was still on. But let me. let me let me set this up for for all the people who are listening. Um, so there were some pretty good stories for what the fuck of the week. Um, but this story is not from Florida. Surprise, Florida, you get the week off. Um, this story comes from Australia. So I'm just going to set it up and then we'll play the video. <laughs> but, uh, Shush, mute your mic, sir. All right, all right, all right. right. So imagine, imagine if you and your lovely wife or girlfriend or friend are out fishing, and you're you're in between a place called Darwin. Hmm, that's kind of funny. Um, and all of a sudden, you see somebody in the trail in the in the tree who's covered in mud and is naked and is eating snails for substance. You then take that person uh, down to the hospital only to find out this wonderful secret. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play and let's see the actual story. Hungry, covered in lumps and bumps, naked and all shriveled up from the sun. Four days on the run and desperate. I've been eating snails. His saviors, Cam and Kevin, were out fishing in the mangrove creeks near Darwin. We heard this faint like, help, help. And then we said to me, mate, I'm like, is that, is that guy saying help? The 40-year-old man had allegedly breached bail for armed robbery. He looked around pretty knocked up. He had scratches all over him. He was completely covered in mosquito bites. Mud all over his face and his chest. There you have it, folks. So, yeah, so we have this nice gentleman well, who, was I think... a, um, who was a actual... Uh, convict who was running from bail um who was wanted hiding in a tree <laughs> eating snails to survive um only to be found by uh, fishermen and uh yeah i'm gonna go with you two beards uh you're the first one how would you uh, feel if you were out fishing and you saw this naked dude hiding in a tree from the cops eating snails you <laughs> like <laughs> Vice President Mike Pence, is that you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the sound clip alone. <laughs> I'm eating snails. <laughs> sir, it's, it's, it's cargo. It's cargo, sir. I ain't gonna run from a... Uh, <laughs> he gonna take his... his electronic bracelets off yep. right and this motherfucker got lost in the woods <laughs> he been out there so long that he's eating snails to survive <laughs> 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 
Oh, yo, I was looking at this one with the he, wifey he earlier, the... and I was just like, he's a candidate for naked and afraid. Like, like the real deal. <laughs> they need to get this guy on the show. I don't even know that show. <laughs> he did it. He I don't survived. even know that show. I don't even know what that show is. Oh, oh Retro says CM Punk. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Good, GNS. What's your thoughts on it? Man, I would have left dude right there. I would have just kept rolling. <laughs> I would have kept rolling, man. Not assisting a naked dude in the tree eating snails. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> Oh shit! That's a choice. That's great. <laughs> so, Mister um, Roku, how do you feel about a naked guy in a tree in a town called Darwin? I just found out apparently even Australia has a Florida. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! It's like it's like I, I I like I I saw it and it was just like you sure this isn't. You sure this isn't Florida? <laughs> I felt the same oh, way. <laughs> I I have no words for it. Like, like I understand if you get lost in the woods, but why are you why are you covered in mud, hiding in a tree, eating snails? He was a, he was a, he was in Gator territory. He was probably up there trying yeah. to get the Crocs from that ass. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. So oh, he looked at the camera and he was like, "I've been eating snails. I used to be the vice president, you know." Rachel <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gambit says he was fighting the predator. The what the fuck's of the week, man. I tell you, they are, they are definitely something else. Yes, they are. Oh, man. All right, folks, that brings us definitely uh, to the end of the show. So, uh, I would say thank you. To my wonderful, wonderful guest, Roku, thank you for coming back, sir. Thank you for having me back. And thank you also to my two wonderful co-hosts, Two Beards and GNS. How are you guys doing? Why am I saying, how are you doing? My God. Like I'm in the beginning of the show. Thank you guys for being on the show today. I'm glad to have you back, GNS. Uh, Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. And uh, real quick, Roku, before we leave, why don't you tell the fine people... Uh, where they can find you, contact you, and anything that you may be working on. Um, like I've been, I've been, you know, slacking for a little bit right now, going through some stuff. But um, you can find me at uh, J period U period Nice underscore Designs on Instagram, uh, Ju Nice uh, or Ju dot com, and um, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll eventually get to the Twitter thing at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. And uh, real quickly, uh, do you have a suggestion for uh, the listeners today, this for this week? Like, do I have a suggestion? Uh, yeah, recommendation, wow. like comics, shows, anything. Uh, Book, TV say- show, whatever. <laughs> it don't matter. Huh. Well, right now, I'm, it's still looking a little weird, but it's also looking a little interesting. Like, if you haven't started checking out uh, WandaVision, you might want to give it a look. 
Also, uh, don't miss out on that last season of uh, Attack on Titan. It's getting pretty uh, crazy. Nice. Awesome. In, in diamond hands. oh shit all right genus uh why don't you tell the fine people where they can find you and what your recommendation for the week is uh you can find me on twitter at artfully nerd or gns whichever one uh pop up uh instagram at ghetto nerd society and you can find me at twitch.tv ghetto nerd society uh, my recommendation this week is a movie that came out about two or three years ago. It's called Mid 90s, and it's from um, man, I'm slipping on his name. He was in Super Bad. He directed it. Oh man, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill directed it, and it's um, based on his uh, his teen years, his early teen years. And uh, I I really enjoyed the movie. It kept true to the 90s and and a lot of things that his character went through, I kind of relate to quite a bit. So that's my recommendation for the, mo- uh, the movie Mid-90s. And then as far as uh, games, I would like to um, recommend a, <laughs> a game called Donut, Donut County. Man, this, this game, if you, like, if you like the regular show or if you like any adult swim, like comedy you will love this game the game is not complicated it's it's real relaxing to play but it is hilariously written and the music is amazing like it's a great game it's like one of my favorite games i've played in a long time and it's only like maybe two or three hours to go through it's it's not that much of a a time sink and it's super funny so i i highly recommend that game awesome two beards uh you can find me on twitter at um scorpio report or bitsaki that's b-i-t-s-a-k-e uh either one will get you to my twitter account um you can find me on instagram under uh bitsaki and once again that is b-a-b-e-t uh b-i-t-s-a-k-e uh you can find uh mike pence currently on my couch um, <laughs> 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 my recommendation is uh since we were bringing up konami uh earlier if you have not checked out symphony of the night i think to me personally it is the the best castlevania game of all time it is the reason why like all all of you guys out there that are playing like these uh these new uh high bit or 16 bit uh games where you always hear people uh, saying roguelike and saying uh and coining the term metroidvania that's the uh that's the vania part they're talking about symphony of the night it is a beautiful game hands down like um like the sprite animation is immaculate everything from the way that alucard moves his run cycle the onion skin of uh after images that glides off of him as you're just running through things the attack animations uh all the hidden parts in the castle like it's one of those things too. Like once you, uh, you even have mul- you even have multiple endings. Like you have to do something not to get the bad ending. And when you get the and when you get past that bad ending, the whole castle flips, and you have a whole second part of the game that gives you the uh, real story. The dialogue isn't the best due to bad localization at that time, but uh, man, talk about the gaming experience like. The and the soundtrack still slaps to this day. I can listen to that soundtrack like forever. Like um Agreed. 
like hands down one of the the best games ever conceived. So that's my uh, recommendation for this week. Awesome, very good one too. Symphony of Night is definitely a classic. Mm-hmm. Yep. My name is Khan. You can find me at Mobies M O E B E S. Uh, they're on Twitter. You can send me a message anytime. Tell me whether you like the show or you hate the show or you hate me or you like me. I don't care. I could take it. We could have conversations. And uh, Pence is not on my uh, couch. Uh, my dog is on my couch, but not <laughs> Pence, thankfully. Um, and he's not hidden in my tree either, covered in mud, you know, eating snails. But <laughs> to let everybody know, um, we do shoot the shit every Friday here on twitch.tv slash ARNGM twitch.tv slash ARNGM come and see us Friday 10pm Eastern come be part of the show every Friday and if you want to keep up to date to when we do movie nights and all of when we post out videos on YouTube and other streams uh, join us on Twitter at ARNGames ARNGames and I want to say thank you once again to my guests uh, to my co-hosts, and I want to say thank you to all of those who came in chat. Thank you, Retro Gambit215, for coming. Welcome aboard, and uh, thank you for Thanks the follow. And uh, definitely, shout out to Mega, who probably fell asleep at the keyboard, but thank you for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he probably fell asleep, he's an old man. We say that all the time. And uh, thank you to all the lurkers here in chat. Uh, remember, folks, if you want to hear what Two Beers was talking about last week with what the special project is, remember, use the hashtag in the know. Hashtag I-N-T-H-E-K-N-O-E. We need 25 uh, uses of that to unleash what that special project is. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and do it. Remember, folks, always to share the video. Um, subscribe to on any platform. We're on all major platforms, podcast platforms. We will be back again next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Um, real quick before we go, do you have any fuck yous that you want to issue out? I'll start off with GNS. Any fuck yous to anybody you want to issue out before we close out the show? Uh, you know what? I, I really don't. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so far so good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Mr. Two Beers, do you have a fuck you you want to give out? Nope. Man, you are you're you are nice people. Uh <laughs> new to the show. Is there any fuck yous you want to give out before we close out the show? Nah, nah, nah. I, I'm I'm gonna save mine for in person. <laughs> okay. All right. I can, oh, I can get behind that. I can definitely get behind that. Uh this is Khan and I'm gonna give a big fuck you to Robin Hood who uh, stole all, <laughs> all of my uh, cryptocurrencies, but I, me like an idiot, didn't realize that I did not own it. So I want to say fuck you to uh, Robinhood, who would not allow me to, one, buy more cryptocurrencies, uh, and only will allow me to sell them. So fuck you. I will find somewhere else to take my money and then disperse it. And uh, fuck you for not allowing me to invest in companies like AMC and other companies with your uh, shady, predatory practices, as Young Ye would say. <laughs> so, yes, a happy fuck you to Robin Hood. Uh, it's been Here nice, um, but the uh, the wedding is off. Uh, the honeymoon is not coming. And uh, hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
With that said, I would like to say, remember, folks, shoot the shit. Don't be shit. Peace out, everybody. See you next Friday. Peace. Peace. Peace.